Hey, everybody, welcome to the first episode of No One Told Me in 2021. My name is Callie, and I am so excited to be back with you for another round. Guys, this is, I mean, this has become a thing, right? I mean, is this like your Monday habit or an any day habit? I don't know. Tell me, tell me when you listen, what you're doing when you listen. A lot of times I ask these questions and it's like crickets, but I'm serious. I love hearing from you guys. So hop on over to at NOTM podcast. How's that for a transition? You like how I just smoothly drop that in there. I'd love for y'all to jump over there. Let me know what you're doing, why you're listening, when you usually listen. Is it a car? I've just gotten into listening to podcasts in the car. Usually I really, really lean in the direction of like early 2000s pop, maybe some hip hop, no R&B. I just, I can't get on that train. It just makes me feel sleepy a lot of times and usually slightly uncomfortable, especially the like 90s R&B. Am I right? I mean, have you listened to that? I used to sing that and I was in like sixth grade. Anyways, back to what we're here for. (laughs) The first episode of No One Told Me of 2021. And listen, at the end of the year, back in December, which wasn't too long ago, already feels like a year ago, but that break was everything for me. I love a good break. I mean, we are, we spend our whole lives being trained for a break in December. Am I right? I mean, think about it. Towards the end of November, Thanksgiving, it's just like a downward slide into the end of the year. I mean, we would be out of school. We wouldn't do anything. And then you become an adult and it's like everyone's still expecting you to show up at stuff and do stuff. And I'm like, guys, come on. We're we're out of school. We're we're not supposed to be doing anything right now. We all just need to be laying on our couch, watching Hallmark movies and eating that out of that like tin of popcorn that had like cheese and caramel popcorn in it. Those were the days. If you're still in them, please enjoy. If you still get a month off because you're in college, those are those are your glory days. No, I'm just kidding. There are still good days ahead, but do enjoy that. I missed it. But anyways, break was great. I did spend some time scrolling. I do love a good scroll. TikTok is just, guys, it's a rabbit hole. Don't go down it. You'll spend far too much time there. But in my time there, I kept seeing this like meme and these posts about entering 2021 quietly. You know, like, don't ruffle any feathers don't like here's the plan just very soft pedal in look around and well that didn't last long did it I mean I actually wrote this episode before the events at the Capitol building last week and when I reread it and thought about rewriting it I realized this is still relevant my heart for this year of no one told me it's to go deeper and you're going to hear more of that in just a second but I thought no this is still real this still matters now Because before we go fully into it, I just want to invite you to prepare your heart for the concept. Because many of us find ourselves in the shallows, right? Not wanting to dive deeper into the topics of 2020 and now 2021. Because it can be uncomfortable and overwhelming. But growth is uncomfortable and overwhelming. Loving your neighbor starts with knowing them, understanding who they are, why they hurt. And instead of arguing over who they are and why they're hurting, what if we just sat with them and walked beside them and listened? All this will require more from us. And I hope by the end of this episode, our first of 2021, that you'll know an area of life that you need to go deeper in. And I hope this gives you the courage to do it. 
You know, I've never done anything quietly, to be honest with you. So this whole concept of entering 2021 quietly just went right over my head because I'm more of a, you know, like make your presence known, take control of the situation before it controls you and all of those other current me centered mindsets that I think have only made their way into my brain from watching one or two too many Real Housewives interviews. Guys, I can't help it. I can't. I mean, if it's on the DVR. It records. I can't stop it, right? I mean, I can, but I probably won't. There's another saying for that. It's trash in, trash out. But I just, I can't help it. I mean, there's probably some in-depth psychological reason why I'm so drawn to the trash heap that is Bravo reality television. But you know, that's a conversation for another day. Maybe. Actually, probably not. We're not going to talk about it. Anyway, back to entering 2021. I feel like at the beginning, we were all just like sitting and waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, sitting as small as possible, muscles clenched in the tension of what might could possibly maybe happen. Maybe we were setting smaller goals, dreaming with tighter constraints. And I think this is the damage done by 2020. It's a subtle erosion of our expectations. We expect less out of situations and relationships, jobs, people, ourselves. And we've excused this acceptance of less because honestly, everything in 2020 felt like less. We couldn't really celebrate, mourn, process, grieve, let go, move forward. Everything was done at half speed, half hearted, just halfway. Because we so rarely experienced anything in its fullness last year. And so we started trying to manage our expectations, right? That seems like the healthy thing to do, the most mature adult response we could have. Speaking of mature and adult, my husband, Ryan, who is those things when I am not, he loves setting benchmark goals. Basically, it's like creating one big plan, but knowing what milestones you have to hit along the way to keep you on track to achieving the one big achievement. And this year, he wants us to collectively run 1000 miles. Spreadsheets were made, math was done, and my interest was lost because no thank you. Honestly, if you want me to bow out of something, the fastest way to do it is involve an Excel spreadsheet and just extensive amounts of division. But I sense myself kind of hesitating maybe for other reasons. Setting big goals means the potential for big disappointments. And my heart honestly has had about as much as it can take on that front. Because let's think about it. Disappointment stacked high last year. And like our friend Emma Kaler said in last spring's episode, it's okay to not be okay. There's going to be this delayed damage from a year of the constant unexpected. So here we sit in our brand new year, already dealing with some disappointments, some heartache. And we're cornered by the memories of last year's disappointments and heartaches. But managing our expectations does not equate to numbing ourselves to hope. I mean, are we afraid to hope? Or at a minimum, hesitant to hope? So then by definition, that means we're going through our days in one of two ways, in doubt or indifference. And I don't really care for that. But a year of obstacles has trained my heart and my thoughts to lean in the direction of predetermined defeat. Now, don't get me wrong. So many of you experienced loss and heartache and loneliness and anxiety and grief over the past year. Those are all real. And feeling them is not the same as understanding them. And understanding who you are within those moments requires us to go deeper. 
lately I've just felt Jesus calling me deeper over and over, deeper from the shallow expectations we can find standing on this earth and more into the depths of eternal expectations, eternal hope. During the month of December, I spent time reading the book of Luke in preparation for Christmas. Now, did I also try to force my children to gather around the table for a reading of Luke 2 specifically? Absolutely, I did. And was it the picturesque family moment of us gathered around the Bible that I thought it was going to be? Absolutely, it was not. If I remember correctly, my three-year-old was firing goldfish across the table at his sister and caught one on fire and the candle that was set to create some environment. So it was, it was a Merry Christmas for all of us. But my favorite part of rereading the Christmas story was noticing the small, seemingly insignificant details God worked together leading up to the birth of Jesus. Who, what, when, where, he was intimately involved in every single detail, big and small. And he still is. The who, what, when, where of your life He has carefully, intentionally placed every detail of your life to shape a storyline that may not currently make sense. But for those in constant pursuit of him, you'll be able to look back and you will see the beauty of the details, the significance of the seemingly insignificant. But as I kept reading, I got to Luke chapter five, where Jesus calls the disciples. Now, this is a pretty common story that if you've spent any time in church over the years, you've probably heard at one point or another. The more well-known words, now you will be fishers of men, actually came from this passage. It's mostly taught in connection with calling and God's abundance within obedience. But my friends, there is so much more to be learned when we lean into the details. Luke five, one through two. One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Boats, fishermen, both feel pretty insignificant to me, right? I mean, you're by the sea before drive throughs existed, so someone fishing was no big surprise. Actually, being a fisherman was one of that time's leading professions, so men sitting by the sea scrubbing their nets after a night of fishing is ordinary, almost mundane. But I love when we get to see Jesus enter the ordinary. These next two verses may be two of my favorite that I've read recently. As I sat in the corner of my couch at 5.15 in the morning, asking Jesus to first keep me awake, and second, meet me right there in my quiet moment before the day began, He revealed a truth to me that will define my 2021. Luke 5, 3 and 4. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Okay, did you catch that? No pun intended, kind of intended, I don't know. Because I sure did not catch this part the first 47 times I heard this story. Jesus was doing what Jesus does. He was teaching, leading, shepherding, and Simon, well, he was doing what Simon did, fishing. An ordinary day with people doing ordinary things. And Jesus asked Simon to do something simple, something he probably did every single day, multiple times a day, push the boat out into the water. So Simon did just far enough to give Jesus some room to teach the crowd, sticking to the shallow waters. And there he quietly waits as the water is gently lapping up against the boat's side, 
weariness from a night of working, settling into his bones, the gentle rocking of the boat, putting him to sleep as he sits comfortably listening to the teacher teach. Suddenly, it goes quiet out on the water. He realizes Jesus is looking at him. He's speaking directly to him. Go out where it's deeper. Just when Simon was getting comfortable, just when he'd finished cleaning his nets and he started making his plans to go home to rest for a while, Jesus disrupts it. Jesus steps in to the ordinary and he says, go out deeper. I mean, it's really nice staying close to shore though, right? I mean, close to what we know, what we like. Even if the boat like springs a leak somewhere along the way, we just have to step out and walk right on shore, right? I mean, no real harm. My friend, mentor, and multi-time guest on this podcast, Don Wilson, he said, faith requires the unknown. But we don't much care for that, do we? The unknown. We actually cling to the known because we have convinced ourselves that we somehow control that part. We like the shallow waters. Simply put, we like knowing if we stay where the water barely reaches our knees, we will never have to worry about going under. So what do the shallow waters represent for you? They represent something for everyone. That comfortable place, the place we, we might not love being there, but it's safe there. Is it the comfort of a relationship? The ease of a job, the avoidance of a conversation, the relief of dodging anyone actually knowing you. Maybe it's the convenience of never having to stand up for yourself or for others. Maybe it's just looking for truths and inspirational Instagram posts instead of the words of the creator of all things. Jesus asks Simon to go out deeper and Simon does what we all do. This immediate, almost instinctual response is nothing new to Jesus. He's been dealing with our doubts for centuries and yet he still shows up continually. Look at Simon's response in Luke 5, 5. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and we didn't catch a thing. Okay, so this part makes me giggle just a little bit. I mean, just think about it. Jesus, Jesus is sitting next to you and is like, hey, do this. And instead of doing the thing, you're like, actually, here's the deal. I've been there. I have done that. And it didn't work out. But thanks for the suggestion. We can't possibly believe he's asking us to do more. Can you imagine that moment, the water just slapping up against the side of the boat, Simon looking back and forth between the sea and Jesus, the sea and Jesus, and Jesus just calmly sitting there, just staring at Simon in silence, like I said what I said. And it's funny because it's true, right? When people we love separate, when we don't get into the school or major that we applied for, when the relationship starts to show the cracks or when the stick shows up negative again, when our heart breaks, our anxiety rises and our thoughts race in all of those moments, Jesus is asking us to go deeper. And how do we respond? Instead of interceding with prayer, we choose passive silence. Instead of the pursuit of wisdom, we choose to numb the noise. Instead of asking hard questions of ourselves, we choose to blame everyone else. Instead of letting people in, we choose isolation. Instead of honesty, we choose vagueness. And we chalk it all up to trying. 
Our trying is often related to our trouble. We excuse ourselves after half-hearted attempts, and that's the problem. Our choices center on our comfort. So when Jesus tries to draw us deeper, we defend what we've already done. We set limits on the giver because we're scared what it takes to receive. At least I am. Look what Simon does after this moment of doubt. But if you say so, I will let the nets down again. Jesus said to go deeper. So in spite of his doubt, in spite of his exhaustion, his uncertainty, his form of trying, Simon went deeper. He trusted the words of Jesus. And look what was waiting out deeper. Luke 5, 6. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. This abundance couldn't be found in the shallows. See, Jesus wants abundance for us. He directs us to it, but we use our limited knowledge to limit his promises. We can't imagine what could be, so we sit in what is. What could be waiting for you deeper? A forgiveness of yourself or others? Healing from heartache? Unfleeting joy? Worthiness? Acceptance? Security? Peace? Release? I believe what waits in the deeper is often not material. It's eternal. A perspective that isn't shifted by the constant change of this world, but is rooted in the unchanging words of Jesus, the unchanging promises of our creator. And I want that for you. I want that for me, for us. I want to go deeper knowing that is where I'll find the abundance in a world that is lacking. So I'm not choosing a word for 2021. I'm choosing an action. Go deeper. Ryan and I went on a walk the other day, and I was talking through all I was learning from just these few verses, sharing how badly I didn't want it to be a moment of clarity, but a swing in momentum toward a passionate pursuit of purpose and identity. And it hit me, the only way to consistently go deeper, the only way to keep moving in that direction, to stick to doing it is to ask for help. It's accountability. So I'm asking those closest to me. When they see me drifting back to the shallows, to remind me, to hold me accountable, to going deeper. And I encourage you, I challenge you to do the same. Who will look at you and remind you what's to be found when you push the boat further out, when you float in the unknown, knowing the truth of who Jesus is and all he's promised? Spend some time dwelling on Psalm 139, because that's a good start. Because I know many of you listen to this and think, I want to go deeper, but where do I start? Let's start there. Psalm 139. And as you're reading, which parts lodge themselves, which parts lodge themselves in your heart and which parts are hard for you to really believe? Pay attention to the details. This isn't going to happen in one sitting. Break it up. Do it over a couple weeks, one week, a few days, whatever it takes. Break it up and pay attention to the details. What is sticking with you? The words he chose to describe you, how he thinks of you, how close he is to you, even as you go deeper. Maybe those are some of the things that stand out. Write them down. Put them in the notes app on your phone. And here are some questions to consider if you choose to take on this action of going deeper with me in 2021. Who will go with you? How will you make the consistent effort to keep going deeper? 
Is it a set time, a few days a week? Is it an openness to intentional intentional conversations? Is it giving someone who loves you the freedom to ask hard questions? And what do you hope to find there? Will you trust Jesus, even if what you hope to find isn't there? Over the next few weeks, we'll have conversations with some friends of mine who found themselves going deeper, some willingly and some not so much. And I cannot wait for you to hear from them. I love you guys so, so much. And I will catch you right back here next week. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at C-E-Holla. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.